Hey guys, you are listening to the Blonde Ambition Podcast. This is episode three. If you're keeping count, I am. Uh, And this is going to be an episode where I have a guest on, my very first guest. So say hello to Sarah. Hey guys, how are you? Hello. Sarah is in the same spot that a lot of you are. So I wanted to have her on and we're going to talk today about... Sarah getting into a brand new career in a brand new area of business and the steps that I've been telling her to take that I think are going to help her break into a brand new business. So to start with, let's give you some background on Sarah. She is a mid-20s, college educated, and her whole life, okay, maybe not her whole life, (laughs) I know this, I know when Sarah was really young she wanted to be an actress. So I wanted to be Dolly Parton, and Sarah wanted to be an actress at the same time. Superstars. (laughs) But when she was in high school, like a lot of those formative years, Sarah thought that she wanted to be in the medical field. So Sarah, your degree is in? My degree is in nutrition. So it it was always kind of a, a shifting between the more natural health world so nutrition and diet and exercise okay and then straight medical it it was always somewhere in the health field that i knew i wanted to be okay and so at some point here within the last couple years you you got your college degree and you have been working and you have been going to uh, school on the side to go ahead and get your nursing degree because you thought maybe that you wanted to do some sort of nursing or physician's assistant medical area, right? Right, yeah, that's correct. Except for that now that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) You're also right. (laughs) Okay, so I think a lot of people are going to really, really feel you on this. And I think that so many people cling to the wrong direction just because they've spent a lot of time making it. So I want to really just go through sort of the process that you went through and, and talk through it because I know a lot of people are gonna have a similar situation. So was there any point in time, was there like one thing that happened to make you realize that you did not want to be in nursing or was it just kind of a revelation over time? Well, it's, it's really both answers. There have been both defining points in time that really made a difference, but there's also been a journey. So as I've grown, I've come to realize that especially working in the industry. So you've had a job working sort of in the industry, in the healthcare industry while you've been going to school. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've actually had jobs in just straight medical side, also in the nutrition, fitness, health side. Okay. And what I realized was no matter how obsessed I would get with nerding out over different studies and finding out different facts that the the day-to-day really was not what I had thought it was and really the day-to-day ends up being your entire life correct and (laughs) so the big key for you was that you while you were going to school though before you did it like full-time right before you like ended up with your you know nursing degree and stuff is that you actually had a job showing you sort of what the day-to-day was going to look like. And that was sort of your revelation that if this is what it is day-to-day, this is not exactly what I want to do. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. 
What was the hardest part when, when you finally realized, wait a minute, I don't want to do this and I've spent like a good number of years working toward this and I really don't want to do this anymore. What was the hardest part? Was it, was it justifying that to yourself? Was it telling your parents? Was it, was it just trying to get in a new frame of mind? What was it? There were two things that made it really, really hard to accept the fact that I didn't really want to do anything in the medical field. One was external and one was internal. So externally, I had been telling people, yeah, I, I'm going to be a nurse or you know, I'm going to go on to be a PA and having to turn around and being like, uh, I take it all back. So that was really So there was hard. a little bit of like maybe potential for embarrassment with people that you knew well and maybe didn't even know well. Not even potential. Like I actually had a couple of relatives call me crazy. Okay. So that, that definitely happened. Uh, internally though, it was, and I'll, I'll be real vulnerable here. It was a sense of failure. Okay. I could make it in the medical field. I, I know I could. I don't have any doubt about that. But what if I just suck at everything else? <laughs> That's what it all boils down to is what if I can't actually do anything else? And I've really had to try and push past that. So do you think that fear of you know that you're good at science and you know that you're good at medical and you know that you're good at this one area. Do you think that there was part of you that was fearful of doing anything else that may have actually sort of held you in that lane a little bit longer even than you should have. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the it can really be paralyzing if you let it. Fair. Fair. Yeah. No, I've jumped I've also jumped uh from oil and gas into security, like into a totally different field. So I totally get it. People do look at you like you're crazy. And especially when there are people who there's no shade in it and there's nothing wrong with it. But when you have people who have been, you know, like they got a good job and they stayed there and they fed their families and they did their thing and they were open about the fact that they didn't love it, but like, that's what you do, you know? So when you have someone that's had that experience, I know for sure that they can be judgy, you know? Yeah. But the point is, is that you figured out that what you wanted to do is what you thought you wanted to do is not actually what you want to do. So, right. You're at a place that so many people are right now, which is basically you're like really educated. You've got your college degree and you've got all these years under your belt. And now you're having to figure out from square one what it is you really want to do. Right. And it's it's honestly nice to know I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you someone is going to come on and comment on this and say, no, you're not the only one. I promise. <laughs> so when we're, we're talking about... The rest of this time that we're going to be spending on the podcast, we're going to be talking about like the specific tips and really three big things that I've really been encouraging Sarah on to do in order to find out what it is that she's going to do next. And the really the first thing that I recommended to Sarah that I'm going to tell any of you who are in sort of the same situation. Sarah has been struggling, I think, with with the feeling of she wants to make sure that her next step is the right step. She doesn't want to waste any more time. So she's been analyzing and doing all these things and trying to figure it out. But the truth of the matter is when you're back to square one, basically any momentum is forward momentum. So I've been telling Sarah, and she's been doing it, but I've been telling Sarah, you just have to try stuff. You just have to try to figure it out what it is that you like. And there's no, there's no wrong. You know, you, you find something to do that 
you think maybe, and you, you find the good points of that and the bad points of that, and you kind of just start building. But for Sarah, taking that first step was the hardest because she wanted to make sure it was the right step. I have standards, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get her to just go get, like, you know, some stripper job, but she did it. Um, no. We're running that now. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, though, when you're trying to take a, a leap in, into something totally different and you're not positive what that totally different is, it's okay, but you just have to try things. And one way that I think is really practical that Sarah has been working on uh, is because, you know, Sarah's in the same situation that everyone else is. She has a car to pay for and, a you know, an apartment to pay for. And so she can't just like jump all in on something that she doesn't even know just yet. She's got to keep her job. She's got to make sure and be responsible about it. So Sarah has been trying things on her own time. And let me give you an example. Sarah has been, Sarah loves to write and she's surprisingly good at it. <laughs> and I have, she's been writing some things for me for my business and I have been paying her just a small amount. Uh, it's not going to replace her income or anything. But the point is, is that she's getting actual real world experience. She's written um, a couple actually of, uh, of PR things for me now and they've been published and so she's actually got some actual published writing under her belt and the truth is is that I needed it done and she's actually really finding out that she really enjoys it you know she always used to like I think you told me you like creative writing mm -hmm. yeah but this is business writing and she's kind of put her own spin on it but the point of it is is that she's doing her regular job and she's doing you know the things that everyone has to do and she's spending her extra time in the evenings and weekends doing other stuff for me for my business because she's trying to figure out what it is that she likes right and I, I just want to say here that having done that there it's hard to sometimes carve out new time especially if you have you know pets or kids or whatever it is volunteer time that you do it's it's such a relief to to be able to say i've done that i did that here's the proof and see rather than come on y'all give me a chance i can do it right so, so you, that experience is a hundred percent worth it to try and get that extra learning and extra experience any way you can right because now you've got some things in your portfolio because what, right. what she's thinking what sarah's thinking that she would like to do is something to do maybe with you know public relations she's really good at writing she really enjoys the business side of it and it's just totally different than anything she's ever done but knowing that she came to me and said, hey, if you've got anything, let me help, you know? And and if you will find someone, trust me, there are business owners, most of us, who are so busy that if you will offer to do things just for the experience in your own time, you don't have to be a full-time intern or for very little pay, you will get the experience out of it and you will get tangible experience. And like Sarah has actually examples of where her business writing has been published yeah. You know, and so it was a win for both of us because I, I got something taken off of my plate and Sarah has something provable, tangible that she can add to her resume. And it's really going to help, I think, her going forward, not only to find out what she likes and what she doesn't like, but to have that tangible proof when she submits her resume to someone else, they can say, oh, do you have do you have samples or examples? Actually, I do, you know? Yeah. And that that's a huge confidence booster, too, in branching out. Right. When you say, look, you know, I can do this. I have done this. Yeah, no doubt. 
So that's something, and I think she's right. I think she's on the money on that. Like emotionally, if you feel like, you know, because I get it that, that Sarah's been feeling a little bit lost as of late, and it's really a confidence booster, and it's really emotionally healthy when you feel like you're, again, making progress. Absolutely. You know, you're trying new things, you're learning things you're good at, you're getting things to put on your resume. Like, So find somebody. I mean, this is, I know most of you from LinkedIn, and there's no shame in reaching out to someone. I, I would reach out to someone if it was me that I knew. Sarah and I knew each other, you know, and she reached out to me, and I felt more comfortable about it because I know her. But reach out to someone that you know and ask them, hey, is there any, are there any odd jobs that I can help you with? I'm trying to gain experience, you know? And really, the majority of people will really take you up on it, you know? Don't ask them to give you a salaried job and, and teach me on the job. That's not gonna do it. But if you'll ask them for extra jobs that you can do on the evenings and weekends, you can really gain some valuable experience and it's, it's emotionally encouraging when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's number one is try new stuff and don't be afraid to go after some some business people and ask them if you can shadow or help or, you know, get mentored in any way. And that's the number one thing that I told Sarah to do. The second thing I told Sarah to do is to network, network, network. And this kind of falls under the brand, the personal brand thing that I talked about in podcast number one. You can go back and look at it. But networking, you have to get yourself out there. And especially when you don't have a ton of super focused skills. So if you're just starting out in any career, it's really important that you network. You know, by the time you're 20, 30 years in and you have some, you know, you know, Jason Statham particular set of skills, then it's, you know, you might have people coming to you. But for any of us who are starting out in a business, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're starting out in a new career, you really have to make a way for you to stand out from all the other resumes that are equally as both impressive and non-impressive, you know? So I know yeah. that Sarah's resume shows so many great things and it shows your college degree and it shows all the jobs you've had and it shows that you're a loyal <clears throat> employee and that you do a good job, you know, and you have references. Right. But the flip side of that is that it shows that you don't have a ton of experience in what it is that you're trying to do. Right. All my experience is very targeted. Right. So the thing, the way that you can set yourself apart is to network. And I, I don't care what anyone says. If someone has seen you and has spoken to you and thinks that you are a decent human being, <laughs> you will get your name will will go ahead of other people's just on paper that they have never met before. You know, so you have to go right. out and you have to network. And I'll do my little PSA because I'm in security. You guys network during the middle of the day. I pick coffee shops in the middle of the day. I always pick the places because I want to make sure that, you know, I'm comfortable with where they're at. And then thirdly, what I do is I literally every single day that I'm gone and I'm having meetings, I leave a little sticky note under my desk and it's exactly who I'm meeting and at what time. And just in case anything crazy ever happens, you know, the people at my office know, oh, she was supposed to meet at this place at two o'clock with this person. So, right. That's my safety thing. Being smart about it. That's my safety thing. But network. And this is something that I actually haven't told Sarah before that she's going to find out right now. Oh, good. There, <laughs> there are a lot of you, and I 100% get it. When you're starting out or you're young in your career, you cannot just leave work and go in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like some of us, like, you know, when you own your own business, you have a little more leeway with no one's going to clock you in and clock you out. Right. But I had someone reach out to me and she was very, very nice. And she wanted to meet with me and network with me. And she was young and I appreciated her note. And I said, okay, let's meet. And she said, 
I'm available anytime after like 7 p.m. And I get it because she works 8 to 5. You know what I mean? And then she has traffic and I totally get that. But if you can, if you're if that's your situation, you need to clear out some lunchtime for people. Because when you are so busy and you're in business and you have children at home or families at home, like the evening times is what most of us try to carve out for ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? To take care of our house and our, our spouses and our kids and or just to decompress like and not do anything. So business networking, unless it's, you know, and there's an occasional after hour sort of cocktail thing, but you really need to be prepared to give up a lunch hour. Yeah. In order to meet with someone during the middle of the day, because that's when people are business, you know, focused on business. So that's just a little tip for some of you starting out. And look, if it was me and I've done it, freaking bring yourself a sandwich and eat it in your car on the way from your office to this networking thing and get 45 minutes of coffee in. tell them, hey, I'm busy. And most people understand. Right. Tell them, you know, I work around the corner. Could we meet here? Because it's really convenient for me. Now I have, I have a question I'm going to hit you with. Go ahead. So with my current job, I actually wear scrubs. Right. So would, if I'm trying to get more into a different industry, into the business side of things from the medical, right? would it be recommended to wear a change of clothes to, to these networking meetings? Or is it okay if I wear scrubs if they know, you know, hey, I've got to go back to the clinic I'm working? No, it's totally okay for you. If I was going to an after hours thing, I would definitely mm-hmm. bring a change of clothes. If you're going to like a, you know, like a meet and greet sort of thing, uh-huh. but totally okay. If you're going to meet someone for lunch, they know that you have a job. You know okay. what I mean? Totally okay for you to show up in scrubs. Okay. Ideally with like not a bunch of stuff on them. <laughs> clean like, scrubs. Yes, clean scrubs. <laughs> but you can totally show up in scrubs and that's totally mm. acceptable. It's the same way. Look, guys, whatever it is, if you're a mechanic and, you know, make sure you're not greasy. But if that's your uniform, that's your, like, I res- most business people respect that. You know okay. what I mean? That some business people wear suits during the day. Some people wear, you know, a uniform or scrubs or whatever it is. Just be presentable, be clean and go just like that. Okay. Nobody does anything badly of you for that. Good. No. In fact, if you've ever met with me for coffee, I can guarantee you've never seen me in a business suit because I've never met anyone for coffee <laughs> in a business suit. Sorry to disappoint if any of you were going to meet with me next week or anything. <laughs> that won't be it. No pantsuits. <laughs> no pantsuits. No. But one of the things, so networking and branding, and one of the things I know, Sarah, that you did is you messaged me and you were really excited. Yes. And I was really proud because you listened <laughs> to my personal branding podcast and you got yourself some personal business cards. I did. They have actually, I've gotten the, they've shipped email. Yeah. So I'm so excited for that. She them. used Vistaprint and she's had never done that before. Again, I'm not affiliated with Vistaprint. I don't get any kickbacks. <laughs> it's just a company that I use. But how was your experience? Because you've never used them before. Right. Tell them how it was using Vistaprint. It was super easy. So I actually, I, I did listen to, to Roxy's podcast on personal branding and I Google searched, you know, Vistaprint coupons. Yes. Half off. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and I actually found a coupon code that immediately snapped the price in half. Okay. So already I'm loving it. Yeah. And it, it was great. They made it real easy. You could pick whatever amount of cards you want. I started with 100 because I wanted them to be just the better quality. Yeah. Did you pick something? So you didn't have your own design. You didn't have anything. No, I had my name, my phone number, and okay, just those pertinent details. <laughs> okay, so they have like thousands probably of different, you know, pre-made cards. They have a huge amount of designs, uh-huh. some for specific industries, some for more general I, I knew what kind of colors I wanted, okay. so I literally just did a 
color search. They okay. have a search bar to the left, and you can type in what colors you want, and they bring up all the cards with those colors. And so you had a really easy, good experience. I, I really genuinely wanted her take because she's never done anything like that before. Right. She totally made it through. She picked her cards. She got them shipped. She got a 50% off coupon mm-hmm. just for Googling because they have tons of coupons. And I'll give you another tip. Every single box of cards that you get from Vistaprint that I've ever had, at least, the very front card is actually another 20% off coupon for your next purchase. Yes. So don't throw it away. Look at the very front. They, they put it on the very front of every single box of cards I've ever gotten. Okay, good. So you'll go into it with 20% off automatically for next time. So after I've networked all the 100 cards that I'm going to be getting. Exactly. Next round. You want to use them up quick. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that's the second thing. Sarah is trying new things. She is, uh, you know, doing some different things to get some, some credits, basically, on her resume. And then I've been telling her to network and really work on branding herself, you know. And this is one thing I want to touch on, too. You asked me about it because um, on LinkedIn... And you said, I'm not like a super guru or, you know, expert or visionary in any one thing. What do I have to write about on LinkedIn? And I really encouraged you to write about just whatever it is. I'm a Gary Vee fan. You guys already know that about me. And it's document, don't create. And so I was like, well, you need to document. You can totally add value to LinkedIn. You need to document what it is you're going through right now. You know what I mean? The changes that you're going through. Yeah. Um, and when I post this on LinkedIn, I will I will actually link to Sarah. All of you guys need to go connect with Sarah on LinkedIn and give her encouragement or send her an email and say, I'm in the exact same place as you. I would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> she would love to be we encouraged. We can make it together. <laughs> yes. So, um, but, it, but I told her, you don't have to be, you know, some guru, some 30-year expert of something to impart, you know, to, to give value on any social media, LinkedIn included. So Sarah's been talking about what it is she's going through business-wise, which is that she's having to try new things. And so that's part of your brand that you're building, you know? Right. And I had to throw something in there about the Olympics. And she really <laughs> likes the Olympics way too much. <laughs> but you guys, if, if you're really enjoying the Olympics, you can also bond with Sarah and send her a LinkedIn email about it. But that's what I told her. That's part of building her brand is that you can't wait until you get that great job or like you can't wait until you figure it is exactly what you want to do. You need to be branding yourself the whole time. And just by writing and writing a good, clear, grammatically correct you know, intelligent piece on LinkedIn that does have a lot of value for you. That does show something, you know what I mean? And and it even reflects to emotional intelligence when you're talking about, you know, I wanted to do this, but now I'm kind of shifting gears and I want to see what's out there. Like nobody's going to think badly of you and, and you're not, you don't have enough on your resume to like make up some lie about it anyhow. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Like, let them look back at your LinkedIn and let them look at your resume and see, oh, yeah, this is this is it. This is what she's she's trying to break into something new. Right. Right. And and I'll be honest with with something like LinkedIn, even the idea of documenting, not creating, it's still been really challenging to come up with something that I think would provide Value, value. Mm-hmm. right? Even if it's just documenting some things of my day, I guarantee nobody wants to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. But every time that I do it, I feel like it takes me just that little step further. So even though it's really challenging, when I put something out there, I try and 
give it the best that I've got, and then I just move forward from there. Right. Right. So Sarah's working on networking. She's going to start, you know, make it a goal, like make it a goal once a week to try and meet someone over lunch for coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then she's working on branding. And then the third thing that I've really been pushing Sarah to do is to start building new skills. So Sarah went to college and did all that. And, and it's not that any of that was a waste. Like that's all knowledge. My degree is in molecular and cellular biology and I don't do anything like that. You know, but it's not a waste. Like, we learn things. And if nothing else, it shows that you're intelligent and committed. And you, you know, you did it. But but I've been, te- like, I've been trying to tell Sarah that whatever it is that you're trying, that you think you may want to get into, there are definitely skills that you can take it upon yourself on your own time to start learning. So you have been doing... I have been working on, well, one huge thing is Microsoft Excel. Okay. I... Previously, I knew how to use it. If somebody else had already created an entire chart, I could plug in numbers. Okay. Uh, which is really, really impressive, but <laughs> right. I wanted to learn a little bit more. Okay. So I've been just really lurking, figuring out how to... The Microsoft yeah, Office Suite is something Excel. that everyone can use. And there's some really great resources out there. One resource I've been using particularly for that is a website called excelexposure.com. Okay. And I've never seen it. This gentleman, a Google search. Okay. This gentleman, he literally just breaks it down in lessons, little 10 to 20 minute lessons. Okay. So I'll watch a lesson during lunch and go practice. Got it. And you know, the great thing about that is that like from, from the flip side of it, because I'm an employer, I have several businesses and I see resumes all day long and I, I have a real soft spot for people who are trying to switch industries because I did that too. I spent almost 15 years in oil and gas and then went to security. So I know that it can happen really successfully. I know people can be really good at one thing and then transition into something else and also be really good at it, you know? But one thing that really always impresses me and and kind of disappoints me when I don't see it is people that have been working on their own time on self-improvement. You know, so I'll get a I'll get an email and it's like somebody wants to come to work for me as an agent. And I'm like, well, do you have your certifications? And they'll say, well, no, I'm working at this lower level and I haven't bothered getting my level four in Texas is what we call it, which is a PPO license. And it's like, if you want something, you don't wait on someone else to like, I, apparently they're just waiting to get the job doing that. They think they're going to get a job doing that and get their state license in order to do that. Well, it's kind of backwards. Like it's really impressive, yeah. you know, when you start going, going for something and you may not know exactly what it is you're going to be doing, but you know, there are certain things that are useful to know that would be yeah. useful around any office. Exactly. The Microsoft office suite is totally one of those things. Being proficient at writing memos and writing PR releases is totally another one of those things. If you can't craft a really well-crafted email, there's a lot of places that you're not going to do great at, you know? So you've been doing those things on your own time. And that's really important for everybody to show that initiative, you know, automatically there's not much in the way of certificates. And I'm not saying the certificates are everything, but even if there's a way to get a little certificate out of it, you yeah. know what I mean? To like show that, that you've been doing this and you're really working hard at, at making that transition. It's, and, and even if it's not in something, even if you go to an office there that never uses that, they understand that you can read a tutorial or listen to a tutorial online and pick right. up something new. Exactly. It's, it's the idea of teachability. Exactly. 
if, if I can prove that I can learn something, right. then there's a good chance I can learn something else. Exactly. You're willing to learn. You're open to learn. You don't have to be babysat. You've done this on your own time in your evenings and weekends. Right. So surely if you had a, a job and your, you know, your employer said, hey, Sarah, I would love for you to do this, but you got to learn this. Obviously, you've been right. learning on your own time. You know, certainly you would do that. Yeah, if I'm getting paid for it, of course. Certainly. <laughs> so I think there are things that if you kind of have some idea of what you want to go into, and even if you don't have any idea, things like the Microsoft Office suite, things like PR, things like emails, I know that there are a lot of people, and I get it, there are a lot of people who don't even like to use the internet, who don't like to email. Right. And I hate it for you. You need to be good at it. Agreed. In anything. Agreed. You know what I mean? So start sharpening those skills. Yeah. And another thing that, that I found, I guess, useful for my mindset, improving the mindset. Right. Is, for your, like, your mental. Right. Okay. Is just reading books about that industry. If you learn something, then then yes. that's I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But even if you don't glean a whole bunch of you're getting more familiar in that industry. So I've just also, with industry worrying. Mm-hmm, and I've been trying to read books on just communication and business and things of that nature too, just to become more familiar. Because you ask me about, you know, DNA and pharmacogenetics, I could I could talk for hours, but I want to be able. Release? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I spent hours reading up on what exactly was involved in a press release and. Now I know. And that's a new skill. That kind of, you know, you're trying new stuff, which was the first thing we talked about. But that kind of goes back to number three, too, because you're trying new things and you're networking. But in trying those new things, you're also gaining new skills, which is our third point. You know what I mean? So, and let me tell you, when you do this, this is likely going to be your situation, too, is that I have not held Sarah's hand through any of this. So literally when I told her, (laughs) she asked me, "Is, is there something I can do to help you? And I said, you know, I need some press releases written and I just don't have time to sit down and write them. And she goes, let me do it. Let me do it and I said okay you can do it I literally gave her the bare minimum like it has to say this and I didn't even give her the format I said here it is and literally you have to be willing and prepared and it's really how you learn though is actually doing it yourself Sarah didn't ask me for a template Sarah didn't ask me let me see one that you had done before Sarah said okay I got it let me do it give me a couple days and she literally on her own time researched what it needed to look like she looked at samples that have been put out before that you know that got really good remarks she dove in and did it and you have to be prepared to do that too that would be 4 a.m at starbucks (laughs) (laughs) y'all she got up at 4 a.m to do this you know but like what does that say about someone's work ethic when you give them a task and what does that say if you're an employer and you're looking at hiring someone that they were given a task that they knew nothing about And they took it upon themselves to learn it. And they got up at 4 a.m. before work to finish it, to make sure that it was right and and took pride in in doing it. Like how many wonderful qualities does that show already without having quit her job and without having done anything crazy? What does that tell an employer, a potential employer, when you're in there interviewing or when you're showing them things that you've done, can do, you know, those sorts of things? Like when I'm looking at it from the flip side, I'm seeing like, wow, this person has not just sat back and and waited on something new. They're actively pursuing something new. So I think that's really, that's really important. And I'm really 
on record going to say that I'm really proud of Sarah. She has been working <laughs> really you. hard. And she's going to get there. And what I would like to do, ideally, is I'd like to have Sarah back in three, maybe six months. And we'll do a follow-up and see where she's at. I would love that. And we'll, we'll do a follow-up. We'll see where she's at. And we'll kind of take inventory and kind of go about the next sort of phase. But for right now, Sarah's trying new things. She's networking and branding herself, which if you want to hear about branding, go back to podcast number one, personal branding. And it's a whole podcast on nothing but that. And then she's working on new skills that would be really useful to a potential employer. So those are the three things that she's doing to make sure that she sets herself up for success. And she still doesn't have 100% like the perfect picture drawn, but mentally I think you're in a really good space because you really feel like you're making progress and working towards something. Right, and having taken some of those steps, I know you said before, you know, we've had this just conversation yeah. that any step is a good step. Yeah. And at the time it was just, no, that's not right. <laughs> I need the right steps. She doubted me. And <laughs> having taken some of those steps, even baby ones, you're you're absolutely right. Anything is better than where I was, which was at zero. Right. Okay. So I hope you found value in this. We hope you've learned from it. I'm going to link Sarah's LinkedIn for you so go say hi to her encourage her give her your experience or you know your thoughts on it if you have something of value that you can add to sarah i'm sure she's open to hearing it absolutely she's in learning mode right now so her ears are open on me (laughs) if you're in the same boat as her make a comment on this post you know or come back and say something so i think it's really important that we encourage each other and that we understand that there is definitely someone who is feeling the same way as you right now so we hope you guys have learned something we will be back next week for another podcast and we hope you have a good week bye guys